These are the readings appointed for July 23rd, 2023, the 8th Sunday after Pentecost, and the 11th proper in our numbered propers of ordinary time. Let us pray. O God, you declare your almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Grant us the fullness of your grace, that we, running to obtain your promises, may become partakers of your heavenly treasure. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Beloved, we receive in the gospel an assurance that there is a future hope and glory for those who belong to God, even as this present life is marked with suffering. As we continue our journey through ordinary time, we recognize that in the midst of our sufferings and limitations, we can find peace and comfort in knowing that we are known and loved by God, and we are secure in His care just as creation itself eagerly awaits its redemption with deep groans we too eagerly look for the fulfillment of god's promises the kingdom of heaven grows patiently in the midst of a broken world among the challenges we face day by day but god will ultimately bring about a separation between what is righteous and what is wicked Nourished by these promises, therefore, let us hold on to the hope of future glory, embracing God's mercy, opening our hearts to the power of his love, knowing that in him our present sufferings will be surpassed by the eternal joy that awaits us. Our first reading comes from the Book of Wisdom, this is a book that does not appear in all Bibles. It is a later book of Jewish wisdom, written probably around 50 years before the coming of Christ, in Greek, styled after the Hebrew Scriptures. The author writes, in the person of Solomon, to communicate his own appropriation of the tradition of biblical wisdom. In the Anglican Church, these deuterocanonical books are appointed to be read publicly, but not for the establishment of doctrine. In this particular passage, we will hear the author praising God for his mercy and clemency, stating that God's power is demonstrated by his leniency towards all beings. It highlights God's judgment is tempered with mercy and patience, that it gives sinners an opportunity to repent and seek forgiveness. This is Wisdom chapter 12, verse 13, and then verses 16 through 19. For neither is there any God besides you whose care is for all people, to whom you should prove that you have not judged unjustly. For your strength 
is the source of righteousness, and your sovereignty over all causes you to spare all. For you show your strength when people doubt the completeness of your power, and you rebuke any insolence among those who know it. Although you are sovereign in strength, you judge fairly, and with forbearance you govern us, for you have power to act when you choose. Through such works you have taught your people that the righteous must be kind, and you have filled your children with good hope, because you give repentance for sins. Here is the lesson. Our psalm for this week is the Inclina Domine, which ancients took to be a psalm wherein Christ in his mercy assures us that he hears our prayers. This is a psalm attributed to King David, which seeks God's mercy, guidance, and protection. It emphasizes the psalmist's devotion to God, acknowledging his greatness and his goodness. The psalmist asks for strength and grace to be faithful and praises God as the one true God who performs wonders. This is Psalm 86. Bow down your ear to me, O Lord, and hear me, for I am poor and in misery. Preserve my life, for I am faithful. My God, Savior, servant, who puts his trust in you. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I will daily call upon you. Comfort the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For you, Lord, are great and gracious, and of great mercy to all those who call upon you. Give ear, Lord, unto my prayer. Attend to the voice of my humble supplication. In the time of my trouble I will call upon you, for you answer me when I call. Among the gods there is none like you, O Lord, nor are there any deeds like yours. All nations that you have made shall come and worship you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. Indeed, you alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. O knit my heart to you, that I may fear your name. I will thank you, O Lord my God, with all my heart. I will praise your name forevermore. For great is your mercy towards me. You have delivered my life from the nethermost pit. O God, the proud have risen up against me, and the company of violent men have sought my life, and have not set you before their eyes. But you, O Lord God, are full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering, plenteous, and goodness, and truth. Turn then unto me, and have mercy upon me, 
give your strength unto your servant, and help the son of your handmaid. Show me some token of your favor, that those who hate me may see it and be ashamed, because you, Lord, have been my helper and comforter. We are continuing our journey through Paul's letter to the Romans, still in Romans chapter 8. In this section, the Apostle Paul speaks about the present sufferings and future glory of believers. He contrasts the hardships of this present time with the glorious hope that awaits the children of God. Paul encourages endurance and perseverance, for he believes that the future redemption of creation will bring freedom from suffering and decay. This is Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 25. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We have in our Gospel this week another parable of the Kingdom, another parable of agriculture, this is Jesus' parable of the wheat and the weeds, or the wheat and the tares. Jesus explains that the kingdom of heaven is like a field where good wheat grows alongside weeds that were sown by an enemy. At the harvest time, the wheat and the tares will be separated, with the righteous, the wheat, being gathered into God's kingdom, and evildoers, the weeds or the tares, facing judgment. This is Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 30, and 34 through 43. Jesus put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servants said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? And he said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. Gather the wheat into my barn. 
All these things Jesus said to the crowds in parables. Indeed, he said nothing to them without a parable. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter what has been hidden since the foundation of the world. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This week, to give some added space to rest as the word continues to echo in our hearts, two short poems. The first to give us a moment to feel the soft pulses of nature and of growth. This is The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry. When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water, and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things, who do not tax their lives with forethought or grief. I come into the presence of still water, and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time I rest in the grace of the world, and am free. Wendelberry quite famously finds his peace in the wild things, in the rhythms of nature. Here is a more theological framing of hope from Emily Dickinson. And this is her poem, Hope is the Thing with Feathers. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity it asked a crumb of me. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful Creator, we rest in the power you display in your mercy and compassion. Grant us also your abundant grace. Enable us to seek your promises, to partake of your heavenly treasure. Help us to find those little consolations you give us in this time of our groaning. To find solace amid life's challenges in the peace of nature. Hope 
perching quietly in our hearts and lifting our spirit with its sweet song. Teach us in these things to trust your love and redemption. Help us to live in security, known and loved by you, finding rest in your abundance. In a world where good and evil are intertwined, may your gospel continually ground us, opening our hearts to your love. May we shine as seeds of righteousness, awaiting your righteous judgment, where our present suffering will yield to the glory of redemption. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.